0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on yet another overcast day here in an empty capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Paul Greaves, Managing Director of First Option Safety Consultants, the largest, most experienced safety consultants to the media and entertainment industry. Paul, hello. Hello, Matthew. Thank you for coming on the program today. Uh, now, normally we'd go directly to the subject of leadership, but considering the ongoing COVID 19 outbreak, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, firstly, how is this affecting your business?
1: Well, yes, I think it's, it's affecting all of us, isn't it? And um, I think we've gone through the phases that a few businesses have gone through, which was at the beginning. We were sort of, like most people, sort of staring into an, a potential abyss and wondering how we were going to get through it. And then um, quite quickly, actually, and perhaps this should have occurred to us sooner, we, health and safety became a very popular uh, <laughs> subject. And, um, and we're now very, very busy indeed trying to work with clients to get back to work, essentially. Uh, some, some of them are doing that already and others are preparing. And um, it's a very busy time.
0: Now, how do you see your uh, sector, of course, being health and safety, adapting to this new post-COVID world? What sort of new regulations do you think will come out of this?
1: Well, I'm not sure there'll be uh, many new regulations as such. The the guidance that's being issued by the government very much builds on existing health and safety law. Um, As I said, people have got a renewed and perhaps new interest in that and are learning a lot about that, um, I think it's undoubtedly a fact that that we will do things differently in the future. Um, and some of the things that we're being forced to do, I think people are finding actually beneficial. Um, a lot of working from home, a lot of using technology and that kind of thing. So things will definitely change, but fundamentally, I think we'll still be doing the same job, which is trying to help our clients manage their, their risks um, from their activities.
0: Now, of course, uh, when it comes to traditional risks within a workplace, that can easily be mitigated by moving desks apart. But if you're working with the entertainment industry, which is usually dealing with lar- large crowds or people in, in rather intimate settings, uh, I'm sure that's going to be a bit of a challenge.
1: Well, it is a challenge, uh, clearly. And, and I think we're, we're quite a way off from a time when we could have large crowds, as you say, or people working in intimate settings without pretty elaborate precautions being put in place. Um, but there's quite a lot of the work that we support in TV and film production, which can be organized in a way which is safe. Um, and when we're doing that at, at a low level at the moment, and we're working with others to 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 figure out how they do that um, in the near future. So we're reasonably confident that we can take the guidelines, um, adapt them to the industry and ensure that uh, things can continue in a safe way for everybody uh, while we all bear down on this dreadful disease.
0: Absolutely. Well, we might as well move on to the subject of leadership. I always like to start this part of the conversation off by asking the same simple question. What does the word leader mean to you?
1: Well, we can have a long conversation about that, I suspect, with lots of different views. I mean to me as a I was a I had a military career in another life. Um leadership to me means uh, someone who can motivate people to do more than they would just ordinarily do for their normal reward because they believe in something slightly bigger than themselves. Um um, are proud to be part of a, of a team, um, so it's essentially motivating people to give a bit more than just what they would normally do for their paycheck.
0: And what are some of your techniques for motivation?
1: Well, I think you can you can talk a lot about different aspects of leadership, and there are things like um, you know setting a higher purpose, as I think I mentioned, setting a good example. Um, being fair and trustworthy, but one of the things that I think is most important uh, in leadership uh, is this idea of leadership as, as a service. Uh, as I say, I had an army career before this, and when I went to Sandhurst to be trained, which what might be called sort of leadership potty training, really. Um, this, uh, what they taught you was very much the the idea of of the leader as a servant. In fact, Mm. they gave us a book, I remember, called Serve to Lead. And a, a lot of the sort of basic stuff was really about making sure that, you know, your troops were fed before you were, that their welfare was looked after before you looked after your own. And I still think that's an essential part of modern leadership, which is that people you need to feel that you have their interests at heart and at times i think nowadays that's missed and some of our leaders some of our political leaders i think struggle because fundamentally i think people find it difficult to believe that they do have their interests at heart uh, or even recognise their interests at all sometimes so mm. that's a fundamental issue for me it's about it's about treating people fairly and and genuinely wanting uh, to make sure people are looked after.
0: Now, of course, uh, there is a bit of a divide between leadership within the military context and leadership within business. But what were some uh, of the other transferable skills that you learned while in service uh, that you've been able to bring to the world of business? And do you believe that the culture of business leadership uh, could do with some inspiration uh, from military leadership styles?
1: I would slightly question the premise that it's it's fundamentally different. Um, In the end, uh, we're all, as I say, trying to motivate people to give of their best. Um, Clearly, the context is is sometimes different. I mean, I've I've been out of the military for more than 20 years, so I've I've perhaps uh, confused what I've learned in business and what I learned there. I I think a lot of the the, the tenants, of leadership, which is as i say, um clearly you know setting a vision, creating an environment where people feel they're part of something important um and then uh, you know supporting people to give of their best, acting fairly, treating people decently um i think are all are, are common across both um uh, across both uh, disciplines
0: now um, uh, Please sorry, go. Please go on. No, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Now, of course, uh, there are young people entering the world of work um, every day. Uh, What sort of words of advice do you have for them?
1: Well, I have um, I have four uh, young adult children of my own, and um, and who are going into the workplace in various stages. Um, And uh, you know, I think. Young people essentially are as well-motivated, well-educated, as good as they've ever been. I think uh, the the nature of modern life is that they're in a tremendous hurry. And I'm not sure the value of learning your craft and learning how to operate uh, in a a workplace and in a team and in an organization. is given quite the emphasis and tolerance that uh, perhaps it might I find young people who work for me and I wouldn't accuse my own children of doing this but I, I do sense there's a huge a huge hurry for them to progress and I would say to young people you know take your time learn serve your time learn the learn the ropes um, learn how to manoeuvre and, um, uh, and uh, navigate the, the workplace in all its forms and, and gather expertise and you will progress steadily. Um, I think if you rush at it and expect too much too soon, uh, it often doesn't work out.
0: Now, unfortunately, our time together is drawing to its close. But before I let you go, what does the next 12 months have in store for First Option Safety Consultants?
1: well it's an uncertain time for everyone isn't it i mean i'm i'm optimistic as i say uh, we happen to be in a, one of those businesses which i think is going to be more in demand uh, going going forward than it has been perhaps uh, in the past at least initially i think we're all very uh, concerned about the um, sort of macroeconomic impact of all this and what will happen to the economy um over the, the medium and longer term Uh, We are certainly, and I think my team, I hope, and my leadership are committed to, you know, trying to do everything we can to get our clients uh, back to work and to get things going again and to, you know, establish safe ways of doing that with them. So we think it's an important task and, um, you know, one which we're, we're ready for.
0: Well, Paul, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the program today, and I do hope that we can speak again when things clear up and uh, the world gets back to some semblance of normalcy. Paul, thank you.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: That was Paul Greaves, Managing Director of First Option Safety Consultants. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is my exclusive interview with our chairman, Lord Blunkett. Lord Blunkett, welcome.
2: Thank you very much. It's very good to be with you. and the US, and to some extent to uh, the Scandinavian countries, have a very different hi- interest, uh, history and, and therefore interest in maintaining the freedom to decide and the persuasion and consent mm. that's required. Uh, those countries that have experienced one way or another totalitarianism over the last century have a slightly different way of coming at this. Mm. I don't want to exaggerate it, but I think that that's why